0: It's the one, it's the two, it's the three, it's
1: a. Hey, hey, hey. Float, Linda, float, Linda, float. Okay, it's a wellness podcast. It's the wellness plug podcast. It's the wellness plug podcast. Hey, your the, 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 name is Dr. Hey, that's who i be. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I ride with G.O.D. Hey! Yeah, I- oh! <laughs> because we ride it with Don't God. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. Greetings and a warm welcome to yet again another episode of the Wellness Plug Podcast, hosted by your dream team, Doctor G.
2: Hey, hey, hey! Now,
1: Consejo. Yeah, that's who I be, and myself, the Beyonce Linda Majola. Oh, wow! <laughs> Today's topic is about the youth, and excited. I'm very excited because oh. I mean, you know, I'm the only one that's really young here. That is part what? of the youth. Are you serious about um, that right mean, now? You guys are grown.
2: wow! Wow! <laughs> uh, i wow. just like to be um, the warrior here and be in defense of my dear, esteemed colleague, Lekho, and say that he still has one more year to go before he unqualifies as a youth. Wait, but who made up these rules? Listen, <laughs> the political parties in this country. Which is why I don't subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe. But let me just reassure you, it is all fun <laughs> on the grown-up side. Good to see you, Linda.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. So today's topic is young, gifted and tired. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You have yeah. never related so much, guys. So...
0: Is, is that where you
1: find yourself yo, to be? <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm my tired. Goodness. But without further ado, I'd like to ask, how are you doing?
2: Oh, my God. How can I not be doing great? Firstly, we've got an incredible theme that has given me so many throwbacks. Back to school. So, in celebration of June 16, we've had to really stand up and represent our schools in different ways so i'm definitely out here representing Mm -hmm. the class of 2000 Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna rep it well you will see in these challenges that we are doing but i'm feeling young i'm not sure if i'm feeling gifted but i'm definitely feeling less tired than i was back as a teenager
1: Oh wow. uh, yeah, that's good.
2: I have way more energy now as a, as an older chick. Mm-hmm.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> I would always assume that you'd be more tired at that time. Like, oh no, I'm I was done.
2: I was I was the nerd trying to achieve everything. So that era for me definitely was a high pressure scenario, and I think we're gonna get into that a little bit more. But yeah. today I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh, Maybe. and um, I think before we move on, it's so important that the other reason I'm feeling really great it is somebody's birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! I know, I know. This episode is coming a couple of days after we celebrate you, but happy freaking birthday, Linda Majola! Thank, yeah. thank you, thank you, so blessings. Much. Twenty-six many, many years many
1: old, it feels good. Wow, I'm, I'm in my late twenties now.
2: Still young, approaching thirty. Still gifted, I still,
0: still tired. <laughs> I, mean, I think when when you're twenties, you can't talk about early twenties, late
1: twenties,
0: like you're some
1: octogenarian. It's like oh. no,
0: twenties, twenty throughout. Like. Take it, take it, enjoy it, embrace it Absolutely. But do you know,
1: like when you're younger, you always want to be a bit older So when people True. ask you, you're 12, True. but I'm 12 and a half oh, Okay, oh, I, see, a I see, I see, I <laughs> see Now I just, I don't want, I don't want that I want to just stop, I want to freeze time <laughs> Really? My main 20.
2: Oh my gosh, it gets better as you get older, let yeah. me tell you that
1: So how are you today on your birthday? I'm good, I'm grateful Yeah, I'm always, I'm always filled with gratitude Just looking at how so many things have you know unraveled and you know good positive things have happened in my life in the past year and and a half and a half and a quarter oh yeah <laughs> okay so i'm just really grateful to be in the space and be around you guys yeah, yeah. oh
2: my gosh and it would not be a trio Without our powerful philosopher, how are you doing Mr. <laughs> my
0: boy? I feel like the kid in class back in 2004. Oh, you present. look so,
2: you look present. so fine, present. though, being the kid. And let me tell you guys, you those of you take the <laughs> <button>. <laughs> mm-hmm. present, if, if you're not in studio right now, you're missing out on what Katleho must have looked like in high school. I had to,
0: I had to go back. I had to go back Man. and pay my respects. You represent and and who, represent, you, who you represent.
2: What school are you representing? Uh,
0: I went to Potterstrom Boys High. Shout PBH's, out to AKA High. aka college. Check it out. Um, <laughs> this, this jacket that I'm actually wearing uh, Actually dates back to 1986 The year I was born oh I actually gosh. bought it when I was in standard 6 Grade 8 Yeah, At the second hand shop of the school Because I needed like a tracksuit So I was like, wow. I like that one And the new tracksuit started coming in In the years later on But I always liked this, the old school Kind of material, the design of it all So it's, it's a bit of a pride thing for me mm-hmm. As the kids um,
2: say, It's giving it's giving. It's giving. It's giving. <laughs> it's giving
1: ancient for me. Oh my
2: gosh! This <laughs> is the. It's this giving is, this
1: collectors' items. By the way, this
2: is the problem with Ama two thousand. They can never appreciate culture. <laughs> they <laughs> can, burn, they can
1: burn. They
2: can burn me. How are you doing? Today, no, like sir? I said, I was actually, I
0: was actually serious that I feel present. I feel uh, an intense awareness of. Being in the present moment, like this morning when I woke up, I was just so grateful for be for everything around me in this moment as it is. Beautiful, um, and I'm trying to move said. throughout the day like that don't think too of course you make plans but don't think too far ahead Uh, especially don't dwell on the past where are you right now are you safe um Mm. you know do you have a roof over your head are are things taken care of in the moment that can uh, ensure that you can move forward and if that's the case gratitude is warranted for that moment Moment, hence being present yeah
2: i say it all the time there's a reason we call him the philosopher you guys just don't even (laughs) understand Linda, be the I, I believe, <laughs> I believe we're, we've got a really rocking episode here. And, yeah. and with you as our captain, I can't wait. I can't wait to get into this topic because I think for the right episode, mm-hmm. there's, always, there's always what I call the catalyst for a really, really tricky conversation. But mm. I, I love that we're back together again because we're going to navigate this with such honesty and authenticity. And we hope, I think, at the end of it, if you're a young person listening out there, that you're going to know that... Whatever you're going through in your life, you are supported, you are championed, and most importantly, you are not alone. Yeah. So understood. I'm ready to go into young, gifted, and tired. How about you, Jens? I'm I'm really excited. I'm so ready. <laughs> the thing is,
1: I'm 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 born, you know, post-apartheid, mm. and my peers. What, is, what did you, the- you call it? Post-apartheid I'm born free
0: <laughs> I, Wait till, when I you am, even
1: pronounce apartheid with a Apartheid, apartheid. I'm like wow I heard I'm that not, too I right. did I no, did that I, I realise Okay So I'm born post-apartheid I'm a born yes. free Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So you know like us as born free, We are told that we can be whatever we mm. want to be mm-hmm. You know we are told that the first black president South Africa was here in 1994 that means that you are really privileged to be born in this time Man. yeah, yeah, and yeah we have yeah, a lot yeah. of pressure like we have a lot of pressure mm. to to actually help our families get out of the inequality um the sure. things that we've experienced from the inequality mm-hmm. so we work hard tirelessly we Jake, we we have the pressure of breaking generational poverty almost right so that can weigh very heavy on a young person especially me you know when when you're yeah. doing a lot of the stuff at home, when you're breadwinning, when Absolutely. you're doing all these things. And I just want to want to get some advice from that and really be just tell me how I can
0: Aww, navigate that. I can I, literally you know, hear
2: that anxiety. Yeah, right? w- when
0: you say it, I can actually kind of like see how it, it, it could, you know, play out yeah. um, in yeah. your life. Like, in, you know, when I take if I take our generation, if we are to make that generational distinction. Correct. Uh, us coming into the world kind of before 94 yeah and having that mentality that you know maybe you were the first kid in your entire history of your family to Mm. have gone to a model c school perhaps it was like okay just make it past like this (laughs) trick you know uh, and maybe if you get a degree great stuff and now for the newer generation the younger generation it's like Y'all have no excuses. Yes, You were born free. Like there was nothing holding you back. So now you got to make it. And I can only imagine what an intense pressure that must be on yourself. Um, And it's all these pressure points that
2: I want to hopefully diffuse today. You know, Mm -hmm. young, gifted and tired is such an important topic because absolutely, Linda, your Mm. generation is going through it. Mm. And there's also this interesting perception that your generation is not going through it. And, you know, because every generation sometimes gets identified by its struggle. Yes. And, and I love <laughs> how much you've kind of really just honed in on the biggest struggle of the, the born freeze. The, the biggest struggle is this conversation of meeting economic and social status standards. Yeah. And I want to hit on that today. And there's a couple of topics we're going to discuss on Young, Gifted and Tied. So just to warm everybody up, we're going to talk about stress and burnout because as Linda has articulated so well, this current generation is really under the most pressure that, dare I say, other generations have ever faced. It's just a different kind of pressure and we will break down what it is and how it impacts on your health. Mm-hmm. Then a really serious topic, which is youth and suicide. I think it would not be a full and comprehensive analysis of the youth if we don't talk about The burden of mental health on the youth. And then I want to get into something that we are so familiar with, the three of us, which is the impact of social media on the health of our youth. Because in that sense, we all fit the category of being young and gifted and we're tired. And there's a lot of what social media actually does to add sometimes to that conversation. And last but not least, I'm hoping to give some wisdom as Linda has so kindly asked that I drop some Dr. G nuggets and I'm not alone here. Kat and I have walked the journey about 10, 15 years ahead of Linda. So hopefully we can give you something. Yeah. But before we get into that, I got a game for you guys. A game? No, yeah. So, oh, wow. Because Sur- I feel we've got to shake things up, you know, when we're oh, together. That, wait,
0: is that why the decor yeah, is kind of I, like... All
2: I'm missing now oh. is just like the GOT music. And unfortunately, you know, due to copyright <laughs> issues, I can't be like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right.
0: surprises, I'm surprises. all for spontaneity. So,
2: so to, because we've got such a hectic topic and we're going to have so much fun with it, I want to start with something called the scroll. And if you're out there having fun with your friends, there's so many great things you can do. We've been on lockdown for so long. We've been playing some cute games and there's a game I came across that I like called the scroll. The scroll is basically where questions of any genre and category are tied neatly in a scroll, as you can see there. And each of us take a scroll anonymously. You read your question and answer whatever's on the question. So the good news is it's on theme.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Since it's
2: about... Young, gifted, and tired So it's on theme I Reflecting it's on trivia. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: um, I trivia Yeah I tried to <laughs> <Google> <laughs> Who was
1: the minister of <laughs> What on Financial earth? Financial I'm like what? <laughs> I have to Google answers I'm the Google generation I depend on Oh Google. my gosh There is
2: no crib notes here allowed As you can see Dr. Goulet will whip you With his telescope. i brought my weapon
1: <laughs> Oh wow <laughs> <Whoop> us ma'am
2: <laughs> Right So Linda I think in honour of Celebrating the youth You will kick us off Pick a scroll Okay let's go <laughs> You just picked the top one. Yeah. You didn't even bother to shuffle. Like, come on. Here we yeah. go. Okay. I wonder what he, what's your okay. question. There was, a,
0: there was
1: a bit of a tremble in your breathing <laughs> and your voice there. So how should young people respond to racism at school or the workplace? My wow.
2: Gosh. Oh gosh. These for, are,
0: these are, <coughs> are really, I mean, that's a pertinent question. Very pertinent. question. We're kicking the show chance.
2: off. Young, gifted and tied. Let's go. Mm. What are your thoughts? How yeah. should
1: young people approach racism in school? Mm. Firstly, in school, I think young people need to always report it. Um, it's really not up to them to, Conquer. you know, um, to take to take legal things into their own hands and try mm. to, you know, people, they break out and fight sometimes. And there's a lot a lot of things that are happening in school. So sure. it's always, always advisable to tell an elder about what's happening and what you're experiencing. Sometimes it may be your teacher. Love even that. go to the principal, report that mm. um, as adults.
2: Hmm. How have you navigated? This? How
1: have I never, guys? I've had to navigate a bit of racism, homophobia as well. But yeah. the best thing for me is I just, I really, I silence it and not give it my attention. Um, but sometimes you really need to speak up with certain things. Um, yeah, I don't. Know, so I would actually, you
2: say it depends on the severity? Yes, of, definitely of the act.
1: Definitely, it goes with the severity. And if if you feel like you can't continue, go your day without addressing it. Then you should you should address it. But if you can ignore and move on,
2: that's interesting. I love this because it's it's about individual perspective. Yeah. Um. There's no one size fits all in these. Uh, in scroll scroll questions are about mm. what is your potential. Uh. Not just potential. Your actual view on something, but it's also very fair to say that our views are open to constantly evolving. And mm. I love how honest you are about how you contextualize the topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think racism is easy. Kat, I'm sure you've had encounters um, as well. And and that's Certainly. the beauty of the scroll, um, I guess, corner is that, you know, if, you, if you're having discussions like this with your friends, yeah. it's good to hear what your friends' actual views are on things. Because I think sometimes part of being young is we think we all think the same way about yeah. specific topics. So I just really love the honesty of, of, of Linda's answer.
0: Yeah, because it, it was a very, very pressing question. And I, yeah. I <laughs> applaud the way that you even handled it with such authenticity. And, you know, and in, one thing did come to mind. Yeah. And, you know, I asked um, um, Kofi Annan uh, when I had the opportunity I to speak from former what Secretary legend. General of the yes. United Nations about yes. what yes. his biggest piece of advice would be to young people in terms of shaping the future Mm. and he said learn to organize yourselves Mm. right so you know in as much as it is about let's say measuring the degree or the severity of an incident that involves racism I I do feel that it is necessary to address it at all levels but in an organized fashion yeah uh, to ensure that ultimately you are tackling the issue yeah and avoiding sidelining or or uh, making people veer off from what is actually the issue. Because I think very easily when scenarios of conflict mm. come around, it starts with the main issue, but mm. then there are so many voices that cloud whatever is happening there Correct. that the main issue ends up disappearing into the smoke and 100%. people start going somewhere else. So learn to organize yourselves, understand the environment that you're working in. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, document things, document things so mm. that when you do take um, actionable steps, that there is evidence to go with it. That's very, very, very important evidence. Um, but well done on that. And that look was... at
2: how one scroll question kicks us off, right? Kat, <laughs> <Wow. Cats, Cats, laughs> I'm feeling the heat for you. You pick, you pick a question and let's see where you I'm take gonna, us.
1: I'm <laughs> going to try and do that.
2: When, when they still had the lotto. What like, was the Powerball? I
0: mean... <laughs> Good luck to you after all that wow. stress. Wow. Okay. Here's okay. the question what do you I had. have. For us? What is the one sport you wish you had done <laughs> in high school? I love this. Oh. I love this so much. This is my question. I should have gotten that. I should have gotten that question. I was such a sportsman. Like, okay. oh, man, I loved it so, Tell so us much. About that. If there was one, in, and this is in high school, right?
2: Yes, yes.
0: When I think about it now, I mean, I, I played everything that was available there. Mm hmm. But I'm saying this now, like, in hindsight and knowing what I know. Yes,
2: it's meant to be a question where you reflect. Gymnastics. Yeah. Whoa, mm. why? Gymnastics, because I, I, firstly, cool. I, I,
0: I did it in uh, grade three, right, while I was still at Sepo Primary School. So and um, later on, discovered that it is one of the most holistically forming sporting codes in mm. the world, other than swimming. Swimming is also great for that True. as well. But gymnastics works on your entire, entire body's ability Agreed. to move through space. Whereas a lot more or a lot of other sporting codes are focused on a specific area of the body or, you know, and, and kind of pursuant of overall health and yeah. wellness. Yeah. I would definitely have loved to have done <laughs> gymnastics. Yeah. As a sport.
2: What a cool answer. I feel like we could do the whole episode on scores, but we're to <laughs> keep the show going. So, of course, you didn't, is, you oh, didn't do sorry. the Zama Zama thing. Okay, that okay, was the show. Okay. The show was okay. called Zama Zama. And I'm going to do it with some fun. Zama over man? Yeah. Zama over man? Yeah. Okay, okay. You see, I've represented my generation. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the one thing you enjoyed about high school and why? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think I know
0: the answer to this so, one. So
2: no, you oh, really? you probably don't. So those who went with me to Eshowe High School may remember the fact that um, somehow out of nowhere, a cheerleading team mushroomed in the middle of my high school. Yeah, hey the person who started that cheerleading squad is yours truly. Hey so, <laughs> are we talking like so, full pom
0: poms and full cheers and blown
2: pom poms, uniforms, sets? Listen, what you're about to see today in the challenge is going to be me representing that cheerleading Legit- squad. Okay,
1: <laughs> I, so <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I should be scared or <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll so see.
2: so while people knew Matiri saw the nerd, mm. what I really enjoyed about high school was being able to surprise my own friends and colleagues and teachers with this kind of breakout almost eclectic human being that would just have these awesome ideas that would turn out great. So shout out to my principal as well for saying yes to that because that was a really wild idea and it became a really nice fixture at the school. So wow. I enjoyed I enjoyed being a cheerleader. Were,
0: were you inspired <laughs> by that 90s? Is it a 90s movie with the cheerleaders? What, what's it Gabrielle called? Bring, mean, is it Bring It On? It on? Gabrielle, you bring, that, it, bring on. it on. That whole vibe, darling. Girls. That whole vibe. But I think I also because
2: it. high school had, you were going through so much teenage angst about body image and all of that and I wasn't a thin girl. Having that opportunity to slay in a category that's traditionally, I guess, stereotypically for thinner women and, and giving it such an African vibe. I mean, we were hot. That's all I have to say.
1: <laughs> love it. I
2: had a good time uh, in do you know,
1: high school. I'd on.
2: love to know. So if you're from Ishoe High, please give us a shout out. Do you guys still have cheerleading squads? It would be such a pity if it died with us. Even really? better if the
0: school has like archived footage. <laughs> please yes. send that receipt
2: uh okay moving right <laughs> along to wellness <laughs> holiday. All right, all right, so all that right. was that was a lot of fun yeah, so that was cool. when should... you guys are hanging out we encourage you guys to have these kind of conversations celebrate june 16 in your own way so we kicked it off with the scroll and now we're about to go into the stuff that is yeah. the stuff that this topic is made of and and i mean
0: the things you mentioned right yeah all of them i think such relevant topics because we do find ourselves in a world where Unlike yesteryear, um, mm-hmm. it can't be said that stress is an old person's phenomenon, right? Our young people are so faced with on. unprecedented levels of stress, as we have yeah. been speaking about before, yeah. uh, th- that emanate from various aspects of life, and all of which lead to a very stressful existence. Yeah. And the great thing, though, um, despite all of these challenges, um, is that ultimately the wheel is in your hands, yeah. right? You you can choose to steer the ship wherever you want to, whatever best serves your well-being to Mm. ensure that you do reach your potential because we're not trying to say like oh go and laze about your life no of course life is pressure and you need to deliver but without sacrificing the essential which is your health at the end of the day
2: I think that's why I knew we're, we're all going to enjoy this as as a team together is because we all have different backgrounds and perspective of how we even came into our academic life. But youth spans beyond school. Yeah. We've got, you know, the tertiary conversation and, you know, starting off at the workplace. So. Anyone who's out there who wants to know what the wellness definition that we're using to define someone who is young, if you're 35 and under, I'm speaking to you today. So just to contextualize our definition is I've gone that broad because I think between the ages of about 11 to 35, it's such incredibly evolving, formative years of your life. You're going into an identity formation development first, right? Which is both an emotional, psychological and a physical and an intellectual identity. And then you go into this interesting growing up kind of stage where you're becoming a full grown human being with responsibilities, owning your first property, if you're lucky, right? But running your life, right? So whether you're renting or you're owning a place, you're learning to own your own space. And that entire transition also comes with this underbelly of transitioning from school to work, and whether you choose a path where you're self-employed or you're being employed by someone, there's a lot going on in your life between 11 and 35. Hmm. I'm not saying that there's less going on from 35, but I do think, and stats support this, during that time of one's life, that's when you most are at risk of physical and mental and emotional health issues. Mm-hmm. And note here that I'm veering away from the word illness issues, yeah, and transitioning that journey is so important because a lot of us will take the habits we've learned of survival when we're younger. And most of it is unfortunately built during our schooling years. And we'll use those same coping habits and bring them into our tertiary years and our workplace years. And one of the biggest things, and and you guys can give me some context here about whether you felt this, but when you were younger, let's say in your 14 to 18, so let's bring high school as one of those defining years, there is this element of feeling like You're going through a lot, you're developing a lot, but there's not always spaces where you can discuss all of that confusion, all of that angst. So there's this dual almost existence where on the one hand, you, the, the girl, the hottest girl, the hottest guy, the most talented girl, the most talented guy, the most intelligent girl, the most intelligent. So so there's a title, there's this role you got to play up to, but on the other side, there's this very interesting developing part of you that's growing and confusing and you, you you know, encountering things for the first time. A lot of firsts happen at that time. First heartbreaks, first encounters of a sexual nature, right? First interesting new experiences. Some people dabble with some recreational stuff. Let's just call it what it is. Those are the years where you're going through a lot of that negotiation. Yeah. And so what happens is it's easy to overlook mental and physical health during those years because mm-hmm. to parents, very few teenagers are actually feeling that it's okay to open up about the angst and the confusion. So you hang out with your friends more than you hang out with your parents at that time because you're forming this new identity. What I'm painting here is an idea and impression that maybe not all of you listening went through this interesting, confusing time of developing the self. Hmm. And it's this development of the self that comes with all these interesting other factors that affect your health. And there's a reason I want to journey into it this way, because being young and gifted is what society expects of most people who are young, but it's the tired factor that a lot of older people tend to often overlook or dismiss when young people say, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm sad. I'm depressed Mm. because youth is associated with vitality, with energy, zest for life. So, There isn't room, and this is the controversial statement I want to make. There isn't much room being made for young people to be tired, to be exhausted, to be depressed, to be stressed. Hmm. And on this podcast, I want to be able to show both sides of the coin and be able to navigate with young people. How do you bring these worlds together and come out of it, firstly, alive? And number two, with smart tools that still allow you to be successful, achieve what you want, but have your health intact. Sound like a ride you want to be on? Yes.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I love how we also, I love how we also equate a lot of the success um, with mm. money. Yes. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a young business um, entrepreneur, yeah. and the best advice—well, not really best—but the advice that I get the most from people is you need to push the hardest with between your twenties uh, and your early. My gosh. They say you need to grind, you need to work tirelessly, you need to put all your all into your work Mm. so that you're able to, you know, fundraise for retirement and live a comfortable life thereafter. I just want to know how do I maximize my best years without really, you know, getting into that point of, you know, burning out, um, experiencing depression, just being tired, you know, all the time. Mm.
2: I think one of the best ways we can go into the stress and burnout issue with with the young people is to go to the statement. The reason why young people are burnt out isn't because you're not aware that you're burning out, right? You're working tirelessly to reach these wonderful goals. Mm. It's because the habits you're often using to cope with the burnout are habits that are not, not applicable or appropriate to deal with your current lifestyle. So think of yourself when you were at school, Linda, for a second, right? I'm going to (laughs) assume, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. you were that guy waking up early in the morning, getting your studies on, going to class, grinding. So let's say you wake up between five and six, participating in sports, cultural activities, you name it. But you were probably waking up between five, six, and sleeping around, let's say, nine, 10, 11. Then there's social and there's the weekends. Tertiary and or let's say fast forward you enter the workplace are you more or less waking up the same time I'm gonna assume same
1: time okay yeah, were well, you now
2: sleeping later when you enter the workplace
1: yes um, actually no I probably was sleeping earlier but I was working twelve hours in the workplace uh, okay. I was as a chef so it was just a, a long hours and wow. and
2: and cat is doing that. N- that very familiar nod because he knows I'm pulling in some key things that we talked about in our last episode, which is work, work, work. So the key thing I'm, I'm bringing in here is young people don't have an innate understanding of their capacity. Mm. So a very, very key word that is in critical in discussing stress and burnout is when you're young, you have this perception that you have an infinite capacity mm. to handle a 24-hour day. However, your body <laughs> has a limited capacity. To handle a 24 hour day. Yeah. So I think it, it's good. It's a good idea for you. Uh, I'd love Kat to chime in here on, on this idea because at some point I can imagine just how much pressure you were under from transitioning from the high school. You then went into this interesting intellectual, financial part of yourself before realizing, oh, art, right? And, and the entertainment world is mm-hmm. more your style. That None of those chapters in your, in your growth had any room. For you to not do anything but achieve and excel at nick <laughs> breaking speed. Of How did you, were you ever aware of your capacity in, in those years? Or did you also discover it a little bit later never, in your life?
0: I, I never was because
2: there we go. I think
0: it, like, especially if I, if I go back to my first years in television, right? Yeah. It was an incredibly fortunate break that came along my way. And once I landed on the spot,
2: Mm.
0: it was exactly that. Failure was never an option. There was no measuring of capacity to, you know, am I tired? Do I have the energy to do this? No, it's like yeah, you feel this anxiety or let me talk about myself. I felt this anxiety and fear that if I was not there on call, on the job, every day, Mm. over hours, Someone else would come in and replace Replace you. Yes, and there's the second
2: reason. I really love how you've hit on that. The second reason the youth suffer from stress and burnout, yeah, is a syndrome I call comparisonitis. What you're bringing, sir, comparisonitis includes the feeling of being replaced. How did that affect you? Would you say, looking back now, you're now a a phenomenal, accomplished um, industry. OG in a good way, right? Because yes. you also, you really, really have brought balance into the conversation of, of presenting and being an artist and all of that. What clicked for you when you realized, you know what, I'm enough. Even if I'm scared someone will replace me, I'm enough. Let me just do my thing. What clicked for you? I because think Linda's a, here asking for answers from I th- us. I think <laughs> it was the
0: realization that I cannot be all things to all men. Mm. Um, because in the former time, that comparisonitis Mm -hmm. came in the form of trying to see how I could outdo this person in that lane or Ah. this person in that lane, this person in that lane. And can I occupy all the places all all at once? And then it was like, but you you can't live your life like that.
2: Wow. You know,
0: what's going to be left for you at the end of the day? Yeah. And uh, I literally had to get to a point for myself where I was like, I'm good with me being... Me. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and that comes with the, especially because, you know, at the start, there, there was a a group of people who couldn't understand, for instance, why sure. I had so much energy in the morning, whereas, like, that was my natural state of being. Like, I'm a happy person and yeah. I love you, to be people You meet and I suffer from that. <laughs> with, uh, you know, that infectious energy and they were like oh my gosh it's so irritating <laughs> and i felt ashamed you know and oh, i'm like oh no. well then shouldn't i then need to be your like lights. yeah, your yeah and, and then like be more like that person in this oh, space and then like that person wow. in the space and at some point i just had to like let it all go and understand that i cannot be all things to all man and so therefore you know i need to make room and space for myself
1: as well yeah it's 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 amazing that you actually mentioned that because mm-hmm. as soon as I you know got my breakthrough in yeah. the industry, um, I had an industry exec um, tell me it's really easy, Linda, to break through into this industry.
2: My gosh! But
1: the the challenging part is. You staying in it, staying Whoa. in it. Yeah, he instilled the fear <laughs> of the industry.
2: <laughs> yes, the industry before you hit the industry. Yeah, the
1: thing of whatever you have achieved right now It's, it's nothing. It's 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 honestly nothing. Oh, the the, the true challenge is if you're able to maintain and stay in it. So you try to do everything and yeah. anything. Um, you want to be at every event. You want to associate with all the relevant people. You want, and that's exa- exhausting because you lose yourself almost. Yeah, because Your body- you're trying to. Your body, your Simply
2: put, your body, like I said, has a limited capacity. You might want to be a super, superman. Mm. And I really, I say this to a lot of my patients, even older patients, that we all want to have this limitless capacity. In order for your health to give you that, you've got to put in the work to generate that capacity. So what we're really great at when we're young is spending a lot of that energy. Mm. We're not always generating the energy that we need to be in, the, in this non-stop kind of hamster wheel lifestyle
0: and you know what the irony then is yeah. is after <laughs> let's say that period of you being young and throwing everything <laughs> into the fire <laughs> right you look back and you ask yourself like which part of that did I actually enjoy, enjoy.
2: there's the word that's why oh. I love and there's this th- huge question so mark. This and, then people,
0: and then people go into like Midlife crises. Yeah. And they're like, I, I, I'm past 35. What has my life been? What, what, what is my experience? Where, where, where do I ground myself? Like, you know,
1: and mm. they, that, that, and that's that the wheel cost. comes off the cog, but it's still spinning and it's still spinning going Yeah. Like you ask yourself <laughs> questions. Like I, I used to ask myself questions like mm. that. Like I, I see, I'm going, I'm pushing, I'm grinding. Yeah. But exactly what for? You know, like I ask myself that, what for is it? Because I'm really not even enjoying it right now. Uh, I'm not really able to, you know, love and appreciate all that I'm achieving. I'm hearing all these congratulations and they just bounce off me. Like I can't even appreciate it Hmm. because you are just exhausted. You're tired.
2: And I want to tell you a story of what helped me get to that place, because I think this is the first piece of wisdom I want to, let's just kind of drop right early in this conversation as we go into the other topics, the art of managing stress and burnout when you're a young person for me was rooted in a conversation when I was still a teenager in high school with the father who said, through all things, the center must hold. Mm. When we're young, we're not pausing enough to know what our center is. And the reason I'm tying it now is because of what Linda said. What is it all for? That's the question yeah. that helps you get to your center. Gatleko mm-hmm. pulled it in when he was talking about, I realized I cannot be all things to all people. That in itself is answering, what is it all for? Because when you can't be all things to all people, who are you? Mm. And who are you prepared to be? The key thing about managing our stress lies in understanding that even when you're young, appreciating who you are as you're growing is the first important step of understanding your own capacity. While you're a great hockey player, netball player, basketball player, an A-plus student, the world will celebrate all of that, but if you're not fully in it, as Kat said, fully present, fully in the moment, you're already starting the cycle that's going to hurt you later on. So quick story, I was the girl that was being compared to, mm. so I was on the other side of this compar- comparisonitis, right? So happened to be in our generation, as you correctly put it, Kat, there are a lot of firsts that you start being in your family. Yes. I was the first black this and the first black that, and and I was... I had been first in my class since I started school. So mm. I knew no other life. My mm. turning point mm. was matric. Mm. This is the interesting part of what can happen when you're fortunate and you're young enough to realize I'm running myself to the ground. I had no idea that I was three years into a severe depression. No idea. 15 years, I'd lost my best friend, mm. right? <laughs> Who was unfortunately killed while trying to intervene and help someone else. Oh my goodness. Lost him. Mm. Went into this dark place hid in my books because my books were my source of refuge. What helped was in my head, I still meant something to people who admired me, right? Cause I'm first in everything. And I was in a schooling environment where that mattered. You're first black, you're first black. Mm. And I held on to that without realizing that it has consequences on your health later on. What helped me is I finally cracked grieving for someone who championed and loved me as I was. I didn't need to be all those things to my mm. best friend. He loved me regardless. May his soul rest in peace. What helped though was the pressure of being first in class got too much for me in grade 11. And there's always this pressure that if you've held a record of being first in everything, matric, you better nail it because there's that Ducks trophy. So those of you who are in my school know exactly where the story is going. And the pressure for me when I was then hit girl and I still had to be hit girl and be Ducks got too much. My body broke down. And as my body was breaking and I needed to take time off school, I had to ask myself that question. Who would C D be if she's not first in class? Would C D be good enough still? Would it be good enough that for 11 years I held this record and I dropped it when it really mattered? And you know what helped? In that point, as I was breaking down, being with my parents, father says, through all things, the center must hold. You've done enough. Look at how you've championed that black kids can do anything. You've done that story. He said, give yourself a break. Enjoy your year. Yeah. And that's why I love how you even brought that in, Kat about what do I enjoy? I hadn't realized that for almost all my schooling career, I hadn't enjoyed being at school. Mm-hmm. So when you hear about the cheerleading and all these interesting things I got up to in my matric year, it's because I made a conscious decision. To say, I'm going to enjoy school because this is the final year I've got. Being first is great. And I love that I could represent that. But I realized Titi hasn't enjoyed just being Yeah. Without the title, I needed to feel like myself. And I did. I got into fun things. I rapped to Miss MC Light. I mean, there were crazy things that I got to do. And I came second and I'm proud of it. Right? So the great thing about being young, gifted, and tired is... If you're lucky enough and you catch yourself in a spiral early enough, make the changes then. And I hope that we've gotten the stress and burnout conversation off to a good start because all our personal stories are meant to also give you some insight. As so it happens in different stages for all yeah. of us. But have a moment. Yeah. And that, and that was my moment. And, yeah. and I
0: think just, just to kind of, before we end <laughs> off the, the burn, the burnout yeah. side of the topic, you we know, yeah. were talking about the comparison. I just, I just, something clicked in my, in my head while you were speaking because yeah. I was thinking about the other side of the scale, right? Sure. Those that perhaps um, did not excel in the expected field right, in their formative years and linking that with the idea of comparing yourself that be, you know, the chief thing of why you need to be careful with that is that sometimes it can, most times, if not all times, hide your true talents. Comparing so yourself to someone guys, else, so you know, true. makes you measure yourself. What's that thing that if you measure a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll Oh think boy, that was nothing. way too high a grade yeah. for you know me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I feel you. it's not you. a monkey. It's, yeah. You know, it can climb trees, it, it swims. Exactly. That's
2: it. It's so a fish.
1: be careful of that. Certainly.
2: Yeah. Oh well, wow. that's <laughs> intense, intense. But onto, it's church uh, up in here. You are also
1: onto like a very important, mm. you know, trend right now, amongst the yeah. youth. Yeah, um, it's suicide.
2: Absolutely, and mm. it's you know
1: it's becoming such a frequent thing in in today's society. And
2: it's a very serious topic, Linda. And I mean, just to orientate people, um, you know, it's estimated that more than twenty percent of deaths between 15 and 29 year olds in the world, this is according to World Health Organization, are attributed to suicide. Mm -hmm. So percentages may not make it sound like it's a big problem, but just think in your own immediate circle, immediate family, how many people have you heard have taken the very heartbreaking decision, by the way, because people think it's an easy decision, the very heartbreaking decision to end their life. Mm -hmm. Now there's different reasons, but it's important to highlight that it does tend to affect teenagers, a lot. So this 15 to 29 group is a very, very vulnerable group. And perhaps we should spend about two minutes on why. I think it's important because when you think of people close to you, in most cases, it it has been someone who pretty much fits that age group. Am I I wrong? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's various factors that attribute to this trend, but I want to touch on factors where someone young listening to us today might be able to relate. The first thing is that It's almost an unspoken conversation that young people also suffer, just like the ordinary man, from mental and physical problems. The difference here is we may all have psychology teachers at school, etc., but young people tend to find it more difficult to open up. Mm -hmm. It could be because we're in a world that says we should be happy all the time. A quote, crazy world, right? Or it could be the very simple fact that as a young person, a teenager, etc., your emotional development is catching up to you. So you don't necessarily have the tools to identify and recognize that you are in trouble. <laughs> when you're young, think of yourself when you were a teenager, a whole lot of hormones are running around, yeah. right? And sure, you may have nowadays, the modern teenager has this entire universe called social media and Google that they can research what they're feeling. But to a large degree, you're not sure what you're feeling. Yeah, I That's just right. described being 15 and not knowing I was depressed for yeah. three years. It is a very difficult period where you're still trying to find your language. And so if you kind of look at it that way, I'm not saying that the suicide trends or rates may make some sense, but let me put it to you this way. If you haven't developed the tools to understand that you're in pain, ending your pain sometimes often seems to be the most immediate solution. So pain is more intense when you don't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Think of it now as the mature wellness warriors you now are you've been through some things you now know for a certainty though that you can get through anything am i correct of course at yeah. 15 did you have the same certainty certainly not does None that kind of all. put it into context that's why yes. i like to go away from strictly using medical jargon and just kind of painting a picture that someone sitting at home can going okay i get it i think yeah, this kind of touches a little
0: bit on the yeah our first episode and we spoke about your wellness language absolutely like a love language yes. that everyone has and it's we the wellness language, and perhaps a poignant time to kind of reiterate and touch on that again yeah. if you are let's say at that young age those yeah. formative years 15 16 how do you would you Spill suggest it. learn to understand yourself right. i think obviously one of the things we spoke about is spending time with yourself Yourself. Mm. like honestly spending away from social media. There we go. Away from distractions. Sit with yourself. And whether it's with a journal, whether it is a walk, whether you like being in the outdoors, in your favorite place in your room to meditate, spend time with yourself so you can hear that inner voice that we all have. Recognize what it is that it is saying the honesty with that voice. You know, like we you Absolutely. said one of the things to do is for the next week.
2: I love it. Ask yourself every day. <laughs> there we are.
0: How am I? And then answer that question honestly. as brutally honestly as you can. There we go. And over time, you learn to kind of align yourself with that inner voice. And it's not detached from you. It doesn't feel detached from you such that when you get to a point of pain, perhaps that voice might be too strong and pull you to a place where you go, where it goes we can't do this anymore. Mm. End it. Yeah. And you go, but no, come here. Come we, back. We're here. We're here. Yeah. we got this. We've got this.
2: I really love the honesty of that. Linda, you said something in our second episode that also resonates. And I think it's important to tell young people this. Don't be scared to spend time alone. Mm. You know, you've, you sit in this generation where it's such a fashionable thing every single moment of your life is documented and has to be social media worthy all the, the time. And you said something so powerful when we talked about mental health and you said you enjoy your moments of solitude. Do you want to maybe share for you what, what happens when you are in these anxious moments and you're able to calm down and and how solitude is, is a very important thing because I want to just segue straight into why it is from a medical point of view. Yeah.
1: Okay. So for me, when I experience, you know, moments of, sadness because mm. i don't want to say depression got you um, of understood yeah and don't f- use feeling, labels yeah, yeah speak the feeling yeah, yeah of, of, of feeling down mm. i always retreat back um to you know my a, a place of solitude yeah. as as you mentioned i think that's when i'm able to really you know spend time with self speak not speak but digest and try and really understand my feelings how i feel and try to really Get away from that place of, of darkness. I literally take the phone, put the phone away as well. We because go. a lot of what happens on my phone also affects me mentally. Um, a lot of what's happening at home affects me mentally. I switch off. I go mute. If I have to delete my Instagram, I will. And I remember I archived. I, I, you know, I, he does have got I'll it everything. I literally Absolutely. just go off the wow, radar. Because that's brilliant. I yeah, just I I want that. to say that right now I'm not available for, you know, people at, in the way that they want me to be available for them. They always want to see me and want to laugh and want me to post funny things and videos, but sometimes I'm not there and retreating and going back uh, to self and spending time with myself, as you mentioned, Mm. the cat just helps me to heal. Yeah. And it's always just about, you know, healing and becoming better. Like for the past couple of weeks, I've always been waking up in the morning and be like, how can I be a better human being today?
2: Yeah. How can I
1: be a better human being today? Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's being there for others mm-hmm. and helping right. them the best way I can. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but most times it's being there for myself. That's and, so true, actually, because sorry yeah, to interject, go, go ahead.
0: In those times as well, you know, especially when you think about your friendship circle, I find personally that it is so important that, that on those days when your cup is full and overflowing, that you pour into others. Is, yes. right? Because that's how you so then well build said. that community.
2: So well said. And
0: that feeling of sharing and trust and love and care. Yeah. That is so important. But I wanted to kind of, mm. and perhaps if this is too personal, Linda, you don't have to answer this. But in those moments when you go into solitude, what does that ritual look like for
1: you? Is it possible to take someone through it? Like, Okay, so the ritual for me is this right here, the diary. Mm-hmm. I write a lot. Mm-hmm. Also lighting a candle. Um, Praying Mm -hmm. Because that for me Is when I really You know Mm -hmm. Get to sit with my God And you know Have open discussion About how I feel And Mm. the things That I'm going through Um, Yeah it's really Just that honestly Uh, I write I like to document A lot of it my feelings Mm. Um, Sometimes you You can't even Because, you know, we we have Twitter fingers when we're up in our fields sometimes. Mm. We like to tweet (laughs) feeling like this. That's why I'm really
2: loving this. Yeah, so better than this, because at least this
1: is still close to me. You know, I still keep it to myself. And sometimes it's so good to go back and read um, how I was doing and how I felt at that moment (laughs) so that I'm able to know, to just grow. Um, And there's
2: a reason why I'm smiling so much when I'm listening to this, because Katleko, it connects exactly with, the second nuggets I wanted to drop when it comes to how do we help the youth manage these feelings? You know, the word toxicity and toxic, these are terms that are being thrown around a oh, lot. They are. Pain is an ordinary, and this is going to sound really, really uncomfortable for a lot of people, but pain is an ordinary part of the human journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. all yeah. given
2: points of our lives, we're going to go through pain. Now, the nugget I wanted to drop, which is why I love how the two of you have just completely set it up for me to drop, is that to navigate pain, one of the important processes when you're young, here's Dr. G's quick wellness hack. You love hacks, right, Kat? (laughs) Right. So why I asked you that question, Linda, of why solitude has worked for you is because studies have shown that when you're able to process hard times in a specific way, you are able to learn the tools of navigating really, really troubling and challenging and sad moments in your life in a healthier way that doesn't always result in you seeing ending your world as the only solution. Right. What is this process? Retreat, connect, express. Mm. What you've literally just described. See, I always say there's always a wellness ninja and warrior amongst us. We just don't have the language to express. This is how I manage myself. So retreat. Going through a hard time, a lot of people are afraid when someone withdraws. In normal circumstances, when someone is known to have something like clinical depression, etc., yes, that is a red flag. But it is healthy when you're going through a time to retreat into a space because it is hard to get clarity when it's noisy. Social media is a part of our modern noise. We don't see it because it's in a phone quiet. So retreating, spending time with yourself, or in a space where you are safe, then connecting. You described a spiritual ritual and journaling. That's connecting, connecting with your thoughts, connecting emotionally. Same thing as Gatleho was alluding to, which is this conversation of how am I feeling? The how are you? That's connecting. So you connect with your feelings and your thoughts. You can't manage and treat what you don't know about yourself. So journaling and the spiritual allows you to be in a space where you start connecting with what is the dark thing or what is the scary thing that I'm feeling? Then expressing. So you talked about, you have an outlet expressing yourself. We've talked about the power of music. We've talked about sitting in a therapist chair. The key things that I'm leaving here is it is possible to navigate all kinds of chapters in your life. If you allow yourself to understand that you are accountable to speak up when you're in pain. And the first person you need to speak up to is yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm teaching the retreat, connect, express. Note express is the third step. So if you've never, ever sat with yourself as a young person, I'm inviting you today to sit with yourself and say, I'm going to spend a couple of hours on my own. Mm. Let's see how you do with that. And And let's be honest while we're at it. go for it.
0: It's going to feel awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It's (laughs) going to feel awkward. Get over that. You can laugh at yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because you haven't done it. Like I've literally sat down and Mm. wrote a letter to myself. There we go. That's my guy. Mm. I've done that several times. And then, and then, like you say, you yep. go back to that a year later and you're like, wow, I promised myself this thing. And look at how life has turned out so beautifully. Absolutely. Yes. You know, going back to that moment. So, Absolutely. But, but understand that it is going to feel awkward. It perhaps would feel unnatural. And understand that you are trying to make a significant change to your life so don't expect it to be easy and snap of the fingers poof it's all there well because if it was then we wouldn't be needing to sit around talking about it and trying to relate experiences (laughs)
1: about wellness right so and doc i just wanted to actually ask you are there any physical manifestations of depression because sometimes you might be going through mm-hmm. like extreme sadness and not even know. As Absolutely. you said that when you were in high school, yes. you didn't know that it was three years in the making that you crashed. Are there any physical manifestations? Yeah. So, that-
2: so I love to leave very, very exciting and intense topics like depression to the mental health experts. But what I will say is that depression manifests itself differently during your life stages. So let's say as a teenager, there could be a series of different things in mood, behavior, right, and your normal way of life. So when we look at the clinical definition of is someone depressed or not, we look at a bunch of symptoms in different areas of your lifestyle and your habits and your mood, and there must be a consistent pattern of those changes for a minimum period of, let's say, about six months. Mm. Okay, so we categorize it in a medical sense in a in, in a very structured way. But just to answer your question, not everybody has to have a medical diagnosis of depression to be going through something that is making them sad and to a degree that's severe enough for them to consider things. Mm. So life changes are very significant in terms of challenging us emotionally and mentally. So going through a breakup can induce a depressing phase. Yeah. You're sad. You don't want to get up because it is a separation from someone. So a separation from a loved one can trigger that experience and mood changes because you're grieving a separation. We go through, I don't know if uh, you guys have heard of the, uh, what's a Kubler-Ross, the different stages of grief. Kubler-Ross.
0: Right. Is, is that a, a, <laughs> is that a what,
2: it's what? an amazing, an amazing, amazing woman who coined a term um, based on the different stages of grief. Yeah. which is denial, acceptance, anger, resignation. I'm, I'm not naming them in the correct order, but when you have time, research that. What I'm alluding to is we all have a way of responding to something that causes us pain. And separation from a loved one ignites those kind of different responses. we in denial, we're angry, we then accept, or we try and bargain with the reality. Check yourself on how you respond to different things. So there's no formula that you should be over a breakup in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But accept that there's a period where you're going to be sad and then you will find joy again. Mm. Mm. Where you need to worry is someone who doesn't look like they're coming out of a dark cloud. So there's this interesting term we use when we're talking to each other, friends, family, etc. Like she looks like she's going through a dark time. The best way I can say you can tell that it is more serious is when someone stops to function in what I call a healthy way. So it's one thing to still be sad, but if you are meant to be at work and then suddenly you're not at work for about two months, even a month, I would say, without a reasonable explanation, that's someone, that's a friend you need to worry about. Someone who starts to lose a lot of weight without necessarily being on a program because... what stress does to the body is it eats you from the inside out. That's the best way I can explain. Mm. And when you are sad, you also trigger a stress response in your body. So people think when you're sad, your metabolism and all those things slow down. It can be the complete opposite because your body will react to you being in a state of hunger. And it will then signal that to the rest of the, of the organs as it's, we're in crisis mode. She's not eating and then the stress response will allow your body to eat its own reserves in order to keep you going, Mm. right? Changes in sleeping patterns. So someone who's coming in and you can see this person is not sleeping well. Outbursts are often ignored as a sign of depression. But someone that you know has a calm demeanor, some suddenly having random outbursts. Parents, if you have a teenager who's the sweetest child and suddenly is an angry beast, make a note that something's happening there. So what I'm trying to, put to you is rather a cluster of things without saying everybody who's moody and angry is necessarily depressed what what i want to stress here is i love your question because it's the heart of what can we do as a society to support young people who are going through a hard time absolutely let's normalize this conversation first mm. at home at the dinner table how was your day can you imagine being in a family where when you come back how was your day is a genuine question that we want to know. Our biggest issue as a society right now is these conversations are happening on podcasts and on social media and on TV shows. Are they happening at, at the home. coffee table? Yeah. When we are gathering for Christmas and for Easter, are we asking each other how you are? Because the best way to tell that someone's in trouble is knowing them well enough when they are okay. So you can pick up the signs when they're not.
0: And, and you know, like as, as the pluggers, the community that we... Are part of in building Like normalize being The one that initiates that conversation Oh yes like Because at the oh, end yes. of the day I, I'm pretty sure that Part of the reason why You're listening to this podcast In the first instance Is because you want to make A positive change mm. For yourself Number one And then hopefully for those Around you So be the one who is brave enough To initiate the conversation mm. Who breaks that Uncomfortable ceiling Like So guys I know we Ask ourselves like how are you doing? No, But like, do you really mean that? Can we like just for a moment, like, if I ask you now, are you really good? Absolutely. Is everything really good? Yeah. Absolutely. And understand that I'm not asking I'm not asking you from a place of judging you. Yeah. It's because I really care. care. Really and I care. want you to be okay. That's why I'm asking.
2: It's the reason for our existence. This podcast exists because outside of all the great inspirational words we can give each other, what the world really needs right now is a bunch of people who really care about each other. And for us to have that as the basis of conversation, not as a nice to have, Mm. because we know that those spaces can't necessarily always exist at work can't always exist at home Mm, home, spaces like this become important. And the reason I always treasure our time together is that we always come in without the masks of all the other roles we have to be out there. And, and more than anything that for me is what I would want to teach a young person from the get go, walk through life or rather dare to walk through your life without needing a mask at the very least, at least I pray that you get a circle of people who love you with or without all the different masks that people want to put on you.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. I love, love, (laughs) love, love, love love that. It's getting
2: so real here.
1: Yeah. This topic (laughs) is heavy. I love that because, I mean... As much as, um, you know, you mentioned, Dr. G, that not all of us come from, you know, work environments where, you know, they ask those important questions. Yeah. And also at home, some of them don't ask those important questions, not to say that they don't care about us, 100%. but they just don't know how to navigate through that. Absolutely. It really all starts with us. Yeah. You know, it will start with maybe if you you with your son. Gatlejo, uh, oh. uh, you know you can you can really start engaging with him that way. How was your day? Is How are you doing? Yeah. and yeah, I just absolutely. took I just yeah I just um, recently took guardianship of my little brother mm. um wow. so now he's living wow. with me wow and i'm just he's a teenage Good boy you, oh, thank yeah. you I'm, and I'm, I'm a responsible adult so so yeah my so just just having him around and also knowing that those are the questions that i should ask even though i wasn't asked those questions Absolutely. when i was uh, uh back home um yeah now we have the information and we really it just starts with us
2: Oh my gosh This episode I knew would be rich But as we say As Zulu's <laughs> e Let's
1: and be the change We want to see in others It has jeweled, oh. uh, <laughs> it, <them laughs> jeweled. it has jeweled
2: <laughs> It has jeweled Now onto something That is going to help us Close this off On a controversial topic I'm sitting here With what I would consider you? uh One Two of social media's most interesting, most sought after, most followed <laughs> personalities. Oh. One, one created and built his entire—how do I say—entrance into the world through social media. Um, and and you know, TikTok is such is is arguably. I think it is the biggest one now. I think it's is it closest to passing YouTube. I think. Let me not perjure myself here too soon. The, <laughs> the other built his entire. Uh, following through the television screen. Now, those of you who used to watch my boy and are still going to be watching him in the years to come know that uh, that infectious energy he's talking about (laughs) is for real. I have lived it. I live it. Um, And I then come in as this beautiful, quiet little member, (laughs) the (laughs) introvert nerd (laughs) who just wanted to get through life and be a doctor. I come in here with this interesting lens on this topic called social media. There's no denying that social media plays a huge, huge role in the wellness of young people. And um, this topic for me is so critical to, to end on in terms of what factors are affecting the young. It's a universe. I remember one of my uh, speaking engagements in, with the corporate client saying there is a second universe we may not have been aware of, and it's called social media. I want to start with a really soft question before we go into the wellness aspect of it. As a part of your life, Linda, where would you rank social media? And try and answer this as, as honestly as possible. In terms of, and, and let me qualify my question, the value it gives you. So whether it's giving you joy, whether it's giving you vibes, whether it's giving you life, you know, soft life, as you like to say. <laughs> as, as a part of your daily life, where do you rank social media? Okay, so not important, somehow important, very important. Let's go.
1: Um, Yeah, social media is very important to me It is very, very important Mm. It's literally an extension of who I am Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of, you know, my life is on social media A lot of who I am uh, is on social media Mm. So I've literally, I've grown up, you know, using social media from a very young age My career has been established on it My business is thriving because of social media Wow
2: um, I love this honesty
1: So, so yeah So I'm, I really depend on it a lot And I don't know if I hate it Or I love it <laughs> But I just It's just <laughs> But it's very important it's it, it's, is. It's, it is what it is I, Social media is very important <laughs> I Oh
2: should. Mr. M I How important is this?
1: I, I would go with the
0: Somewhat mm. Important Because I can certainly identify with A lot of what Linda is saying Yeah um, A lot of The work That I do Yeah uh, currently and in the past, yeah. has found life on social media. And it is a great way of communicating, especially from a creative point of view, uh, with True those story. that are interested in supporting your art and your craft. So somewhat important. But I've also understood the the ills that it that it contains mm. that can be really, really, really harmful. And that has led me to take a personal decision to kind of put a screen, if mm. you will, uh, between myself and social and media. Social media. Um, because perhaps, you know, from a personality point of view, yeah. I am somebody who can uh, get thrust into the throes of it yeah, and become too involved yeah. and care mm. too, too much. much. And well I don't want to find myself at the end of a stick where, you know, if things were to turn uh, for the worse or nasty, that sure. that becomes my downfall because... I have staked so much of myself on it. So I've taken a few steps back, but I still, you know, I appreciate it's it. It's for, somewhat for important. what it is. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And I think, and then, and, and the reason I needed to put the, <coughs> both of you on the spot is because you pretty much as public personalities are defined sometimes by who you portray yourselves to be on social media, but taking it back to this young, gifted and tired topic, you've got young people who are forced to live in a world where they are being defined through their social media accounts. So you can imagine, based on the discussion we had about stress and burnout, that social media is either a blessing or a curse in a young Mm. person's life. And based on this conversation, a very interesting trend that's happening that's even affecting teenagers. You know, when you're young, and we've said this, you're going through a process of evolution. You're defining yourself in many ways. Making mistakes on a platform like social media is not always accepted. Topics around trends such as cancel culture is important because when you are younger, these have a very, very interesting effect on your mental and your physical health. We've seen young personalities succumb to having their old tweets being resurrected, Mm. right? Once they are big, Mm. we've seen this almost rootless, merciless trolling Mm. that think of yourself at 17, 18. Do you think we would have survived it back then? Cancel culture and its impact is such an important topic on so many levels. But as a doctor, the reason for me, it's it's critical to mention here, is because the custodians or the guardians of cancel culture are invisible. The fear I have as a medical professional is that as a society, we are thrusting these interesting moral judgments on each other without having very clear, definitive principles on what is worthy of punishing and what isn't. And all of us here have probably had some kind of experience of being judged and being held to a standard that we are not aware of. But just for a moment, let's take a moment to discuss cancel culture from a point of its its ability to impact someone negatively long term because we're representing young voices in this conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have our own experiences of it. But I really wanted us to have one honest moment where We give our views candidly, not just as co-hosts, but as individuals who walk through all of it. I walk through the health part of it. I see suicide attempts in casualty of young people because they lost followers, let alone they are being bullied on social media, let alone that they have cursed someone and now have a video that's living forever on them cursing someone out on social media. What are our thoughts on the impact of cancel culture and mental health?
0: I guess for, for me, um, I would want to kind of define firstly what cancel culture. Part like if you put, the problem. That, if you put cancel culture <laughs> into quotations. Yeah. Define that for me, because yeah, you know, uh, if you if you look at its history and and mm-hmm. where it emanates from from you know the Me Too movement, and yes. you could take it even further back to like the ancient Greeks and ostracism and stuff like that. There was sure. a certain kind of modus operandi that went with the reason why we're doing this and i sometimes wonder whether those reasons still exist <laughs> are they the same reasons or my concern have, exactly. they, have they changed and of course for me personally this is it's a very sensitive topic it's a very difficult one to talk about to articulate for mm. obvious reasons and yeah i everyone is entitled to their opinions their feelings their interpretations this mm. is part of what free speech is what yep. it means to express yourself and yeah. your individuality as a person. Um, but I do, however, sometimes question those motives behind certain opinions. And I uh, think especially that's,
2: that's so right and, and valid. Kachiho. And especially
0: when those opinions are not based on fact.
2: Like I said, where and is the manual?
0: Yeah. H- how, do you, <laughs> how do you as an individual and how do we as a society account for that? Opinions that are not based on fact, Opinions that are based on your feelings or your inclination or whatever it is. Um, And especially in an age where, uh, you know, social media and the the potential of the virality of certain pieces of content, as you just mentioned now. um, And I think one thing that is important for me that rings around my head with this particular topic is that understand that once something is said,
2: Mm. it
0: cannot ever be un. Said, well said the damage that is caused is done it cannot be taken back even in the aftermath of the the action or the utterance by an individual the reverse or the apology that comes afterwards still can never undo that damage right um and i'm not even talking like from let's say uh, a business or a commercial point of view or whatever like On many other levels, it cannot be undone. And of course, by this, I'm not saying that those that have been cancelled or uh, should be uncancelled or vice versa. That's not what I'm saying. I just wonder how far some people in this world will go to pursue their own agendas. And what do we and what are we as a collective community to do when we are not privy to the truth?
2: Of that and agenda,
0: I, of that agenda, and I think it's an ever-evolving door. It's a conversation that we, because it's such an important thing, and we've seen, we've seen the 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 positive mm. of, let's say, this cancel culture. I still want to go back to that. What, sure. what is your definition of it? Sure. Anyway, but we've seen the positive where justice has been served mm. for people,
2: yeah, um, who otherwise may, might not have received that justice, that, who yeah. might
0: not have received that justice when it sure. was when it was needed. Um, and and then hence the evolution of the movement. But I um, the accountability for me is so important, and especially if you're going to be somebody who is helping to spread or proliferate a message. Yeah. Um, what is the agenda that you're pushing? What are you basing what you are saying or doing on? Uh, you know, people's lives are at stake at the end of the day, and so I guess proceed with caution is one. You know, yeah, one
1: thing that I powerfully I've, said. Yeah, one thing that I've realized about social media is, um, I mean, it's it's beautiful, but it's also um, something that has dehumanized us. Wow. Um, wow. Whoa.
2: Yes, has, Linda.
1: So talk. So so my success is on social media, and the reason why I'm successful is because the people are in, that are on social media are engaging with my content. They are, they are enjoying the the, the things that I create and mm. I make for them. Yeah. So they have ultimately built and made me who I am, mm. but I am not then looked at as a human yeah. that can make mistakes, that can, um, that can go through life challenges wow. and learns and falls and picks themselves up and dusts themselves. I mean, you can correct me. I, I, that's why I say cancel culture in its, in its, um, in its purest form in yes. terms of, um, trying to correct and serve justice almost sure. is it is, has a beautiful element to it sure but then it's also about understanding that the person that you're canceling is a human being
2: and is evolving well,
1: and is evolving is forever evolving so when you know they bring up old tweets i'm not the person that i was last year so that's not the same so you can't really i don't think it's right i don't think it's fair to to try and ostracize and judge somebody for things that they did in the past Hmm. You know, because as humans, we evolve, we grow, we become better human beings. And the only way for us to do that is if we understand that we are human and Mm. we help each other uh, Mm. be better.
2: Absolutely. I think here at the end of the day, what the three of us are definitely hitting at is I think there needs to be a, a collective clarity on what we arguably as a collective justify as things that need to be corrected Publicly, And, I'm, and Public, we, yeah. may, we may have to define it in different ways. But, but what I love about this is we're starting a conversation to say, as the pluggers, where are we with the understanding of what social media does to a person's lifestyle, mental health? And we want to leave you on a really, really positive note to say all these different elements that play a role in helping you figure out the world you live in, cannot change the number one priority, which is your responsibility to look after yourself. Mm -hmm. But all these things that we've discussed today, hopefully if you're someone there, I'm a 2000, that generation that is leading us into the future, I hope that all these things we've discussed allow you to at least crack open the Pandora's box and have discussions with your own friends and your family and your peers, Mm -hmm. because at least if you're talking about it, you're finding solutions for it. And Mm -hmm. on that note, I think it's going to be really, really cool of us to leave this particular episode with some nuggets for the young ones. So I'm not going to do it on my own. I'm going (laughs) to drop a few. And I think, I think each of us can give the youth two things on how they can pursue a healthy, happy life Mm -hmm. because some of them are going to live very long lives. So I'm going to kick it off. With two. Okay. And I mean this one. The first one is get enough rest. There's always going to be a party. <laughs> okay. Yes. You're, you're not missing out. <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be a party. There's always going to be fun somewhere. But you only will have this body to get through the rest of your life. So mm. Dr. G's first <laughs> wisdom for the young is get Enough rest. The What's fun is saying? not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. My second one is design a lifestyle that feeds your aspirations and protects your health. On that note, I'm going to hand over to my co host to give you the pearls of wisdom.
1: <laughs> oh, pearls of wisdom. <laughs> you want me to go? Shall I go? <laughs> okay, so the first one for me yeah. is uh, set your boundaries. Oh, um, love it. With your time. With the amount of work that you put in, set your boundaries at all times so that you're able to spend time recouping, almost yep. spend time with self. Always prioritize your peace and your happiness oh. in everything hmm. that you do. Yes. If, something, if something's going to take away your peace, it's too expensive, child. Oh. It cost a lot It cost a <laughs> lot no. It cost a lot I actually
0: like saying that Has it already been trademarked by It cost a lot It cost a lot No cost a lot Yes Cat? Thank you
2: um, Usa Linda I guess for me For me Cat? I mean
0: and it, it goes back to the You know the Spending time with self thing mm. But you know You mm. are going to encounter moments When you're in doubt Oh, yes. When you are questioning, is what I'm saying to myself Mm. making sense? Mm -hmm. Mm. And it's at that point where you need to ask for help. right? Mm. And so to, to that extent, start now already, right? Like while things are still good and the waters are calm you know start building that com- the community around you and i'm talking about yeah. like your friends yeah. right your family the people that you spend the most amount of time mm. with and start opening up these chapters and these conversations so that when that time comes and surely believe me it will come mm. because life is an ebb and flow right Oof. that when that time comes opening up about that thing that you're struggling with mm. is not such a mountain to climb it becomes part of your Everyday evolution. We, we've, we've been doing this. Linda and I have been talking about where we are in life, where we're going in life, what we're struggling with. So the day when I'm like, Linda, you know, today I was driving my car and I literally thought of driving off this bridge. Mm. That it, it, it flows as easily as that. I hear you. When you are in doubt about your emotions, ask oh, for, help. for help. But in order to do that, start building the community today. Oh, like man. now, you yeah. know, Amen. from these conversations, the conversation that we're having, and of course, and I think Dr. <laughs> G would subscribe to this as well, as well. Just go for your your medical checkups.
2: Oh, right? like hey. Go for your medical checkups
0: <laughs> as early as you can. Thank you, yeah. and as regularly as you can. Thank as well. you. <laughs> All good to be training, spending time in the gym, but make sure you're good.
2: Your capacity. Make sure matters. you're good. Mm. Oh. I, I cannot thank you guys enough By the way What I did there was Essentially give the hot wellness ticket From all three of us So that <laughs> On that very very wise note We do want to wish all of you An enjoyable youth month This was a special edition episode So we definitely gave you A much longer podcast And we hope you will enjoy Every single second of it Because you're worth it Oh absolutely You we, are We want to salute as we sign off Before Linda signs us off We want to salute our schools um, As this is youth month So mm. I do want to start as a sister to once again salute the high school that I graduated from or do we say matriculated from um, Ashowa <laughs> High School in KwaZulu-Natal class of 2000 signing out
0: yeah and, uh, <laughs> to all of my t- I'm going to go all the way from uh, Teppo Primary School
2: <laughs> History Potsch- Lesson Potchefstroom
0: <laughs> Central School Poch boys, high to everyone along the journey um, that made me who I am oh, man. in my youth days or my days of youth.
1: Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Salut. I'll do the same. I just want to say thank you to each and everyone that has poured into me, poured yeah. love into me from... Amazing. The days of being in Spark, what Spark Estate?
2: <laughs> my my, t- my
1: preschool teacher was Teacher Marsha. I love oh, it. Hello, her Teacher too. Marsha. <laughs> she was <laughs> lovely. And then my first my first grade school uh, teacher was uh, Miss Africa. She taught me. She loved. Oh, hello. She loved how I spoke. She also she always made me do the poems oh. and stuff and stand in front of the crowd and. You know, recite poetry. So she was <laughs> yes. lovely. It's paid off. She saw, yeah, she saw something. eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so, so much. We hope this episode has allowed mm. each and every one of you listening to celebrate your younger self Ooh. and remember that age is nothing but a number. What? Something I have for you.
0: Is this the new outro? Hey, listen, no, okay, no, we can't afford to pay for that song in the right. But anyway, do remember to. Follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at thewellnessplug underscore. And of course, if you've got any questions, any comments, um, you know, nuggets that you'd like to share with us, uh, go ahead and do that. Send us an email uh, to thewellnessplugpodcast at gmail.com.
2: And as we sign off once again, Pluggers, help Katlejo and I wish our fave, Linda Majola, a happy birthday. Until next episode, be breathe and enjoy okay let's pop the champagne
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> it costs a lot it it costs a lot it costs a lot <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>